Welcome to another great week here on Brit David Podcast. As Pastor Tim brings us a message today entitled, A Wee Little Man and a Great Big Problem. From Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. We learn the song about Zacchaeus, a wee little man, way back in preschool. But the Bible story isn't kid-sized. It's God-sized. It's the story of how God intentionally brings salvation to the life of a person everyone else had counted out. We get to see desire and determination fleshed out in this story. The desire and determination of both Zacchaeus and the Lord Jesus. Here's Pastor Tim. Amen. You can be seated. He is indeed good, isn't he? Somebody said all the time, all the time he's good. In fact, I want to show you a passage today which reminds us about how good God really is. If you have your Bible, I hope that you do. If you'll take it, turn with me there to Luke chapter number 19. Luke chapter number 19, you will find there a wee little man with a great big problem. And when I say a wee little man, I bet you know just exactly who we're talking about, don't we? We learned it when we were in preschool. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in that tree and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down. For I'm going to your house today. For I'm going to your house today. That's a great little song, isn't it? I mean, that's one that gets stuck in your head. But it's not just the song that needs to get stuck in your head. It's God's Word that needs to get stuck in your head. And in Zacchaeus, we know from the song and from the Scriptures that he is indeed a wee little man. But what you may not realize is is that he... really does have a great big problem. It's a great big problem that you and I also have had. Some of you may still have. It's a sin problem. A sin problem is a great big problem because sin separates us from God. Sin separates us from one another. Sin separates us even from truth itself. Sin is the great separator. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be separated from God. I don't want to be separated from you. I don't want to be separated from truth. I don't even want to be separated in my own mind. So as I come to this story today, I discover that this story and this song that I learned so many years ago is as fresh today as it's ever been and just as needed. Are you there? Luke chapter number 19, I want you to pick up with me today in verse number 1. The Bible says, Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and he was 
rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. He was a wee little man. Verse number four. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see Jesus, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw Zacchaeus and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So Zacchaeus made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all murmured, saying, He has gone to be the guest with a man who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Don't miss this. Today, salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. That being Zacchaeus, that being me, that being you, that being everybody, whether they be a wee little man or a wee little lady. Anybody who has this great big problem with sin, the Bible says Jesus has come to seek and to save every one of them that was lost. Now you say, Tim, I don't know about that because I know people who aren't saved. I know people who are still lost. The Bible says that God's will, God's desire is that every man, every woman, every boy, every girl come to repentance, come to faith in Christ, and that they be saved. Can everybody be saved? Absolutely. From the great biggest of us to the tiny weest of us. Everybody, anybody can be saved if they want to. The story of Zacchaeus is a great reminder to us of that. You see, sometimes when we take the gospel to places, we always work our way downwards. We work our way downwards socially. We work our way downwards economically. We work our way down spiritually. In other words, we find someone who is in greater need than we are, and we seek to meet those physical needs. Now, is there anything wrong with that? Absolutely not. There are plenty of people in this world who are down and out. But you need to know this. There are a bunch of people in this world who are up and out too. There are a bunch of folks in this world who, because of their wealth, have found their dependence on what they have, not simply in whose they are. And Zacchaeus is that kind of man. He has put his trust in his riches. He's put his trust in everything that he has physically and materially, and he's come to discover that that is not enough. And we need to discover that very same truth. As we work our way through this passage today, I want to give you three pairs of truths. And I've given to you today as pairs. So let's start with the first pair. I want you to see in this passage, first of all, that Zacchaeus had a desire to see Jesus Secondly, Zacchaeus was determined to see Jesus. There's a difference between those two, aren't there? 
You can have a desire to do right. You can have a desire to do certain things, but not the determination to see it through. Zacchaeus is not that kind of person. Zacchaeus has a desire to see Jesus, but he also is determined, no matter what it takes, that he is going to see Jesus. If you will, look back in those, uh, in those early verses of this passage. The Bible says that Jesus is passing through Jericho, and I want to come back to that verse in just a little bit. But look, if you will, in verse number 3. The Bible says he sought to see who Jesus was. It doesn't simply say that he's there for a show. He's not there simply to see the next spectacular thing that Jesus may do. He's not there just to see Jesus. He's there to see who Jesus is or who Jesus was. He wants to know the kind of person that he is. In all likelihood, Zacchaeus has already heard the stories. He's heard the stories of the miraculous healings. He's heard some of the stories of some of the preaching and sermons that Jesus has delivered to places. He's seen people saved. Maybe he wants that for himself. But what he wants more than anything else is to see who Jesus was. And here comes the real question. Is Jesus who he claims to be? Is Jesus who the storytellers have said that he really is? If Jesus is who he claims to be and who others say that he is, then that's life-changing. But if he's not who he claims to be, if he can't do the things that other people really have said, he's just one more charlatan, one more showman, one more fake along the way that I can mark off my list. Zacchaeus has a desire in his heart to see who Jesus is, to see what kind of man he really is, to see is he really the God-man. Now what you need to know about that is that God has already been at work in Zacchaeus' heart. He's already been at work there in his life. The Bible says, the Bible says that no one, Jesus said, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. Paul would say later in the book of Romans, he would say, no one seeks after God. No one of their own compulsion wants to know who Jesus is and wants to know that he's the Savior and wants to know exactly what his character is. Nobody in their own devastated heart wants to know that. The person to whom God is already working, the person that God is already drawing to himself, has a hunger and a desire, an insatiable desire to find out if Jesus is the real deal. Once Zacchaeus understands that's who Jesus is, he is determined all the more to get to know him. Imagine, (laughs) imagine you're a wee little man. Imagine you're a wee little woman. And you're ready to see Jesus. He's coming to town. But you get there a little bit late. And the crowd's already there. You know, I think sometimes about going to, uh, you know, going maybe to the Masters Tournament over there in Augusta. Man, what, how incredible that must be. 
to see that beautiful place, to see those golfers play, you know, in, in a game that seems to be so difficult, to be able to be there and see that. And then I watch it on TV and I see how deep that crowd is. And I think, well, if I was there, I couldn't see anything, you know. Would I really want to go there or not? Zacchaeus has to determine that. He gets to the parade route where Jesus is going to be that day, and they are already thick. The crowd's already so thick that Zacchaeus can't get to where he can see. He can't see over everybody. What would you have done? Would you do like I do? You stay home and watch the Masters on TV? Zacchaeus could have stayed at home and heard about the Master and left him there and simply said, you know what? I'll catch Jesus next time. I'll find out when he's coming back through Jericho. And when he comes back through Jericho next time, I'll get in line first. I'll make sure that I'm at the front of the line, the front of the crowd. Nothing's going to stop me that day. That's when I'm going. Would you maybe have been like that? Well, if you were, then you would have been very disappointed to be the Zacchaeus that day. Because Jesus isn't coming back through Jericho anymore. This is the last time. In fact, it's less than a week before Jesus is going to be crucified. If Zacchaeus doesn't go to see him today, Zacchaeus is never going to see Jesus that day. I know that we never get prepared for that. We're never ready for that. We never think that this is the last time. But one of these Sundays is going to be the last time that I get to come to church. One of these sermons is going to be the last sermon that I get to preach. One of these mornings is going to be the last morning that I get to read my Bible. One of these days is going to be the last time that I get to pray. Don't put off to tomorrow what you know that you must do today. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day. And we continue to see it throughout this passage. Zacchaeus is not like I am, not like some of you are. He is indeed determined, runs ahead to the front part of the route, and climbs up in a tree so that he might see it. Now I want to tell you something. Friday, I did something I have never done before. I'm going I'm to do it again though. I'll tell you why in a minute. So I went to my first rodeo on Friday. You know? You know why I want to go again, right? Just so I can say, this ain't my first rodeo. You know? <laughs> anyway... It was great. It was a blast. Had a, had a lot of fun. So we get there, and you know they got the bleachers that are sitting there. Well, they've got hay bales that are that are probably I, I don't know maybe eight to ten feet in front of the fences, and they all have stakes on them that say "Don't go in front of the hay bales. Do not climb on the fence." And for about the first thirty minutes, that was true, until the first kid. <laughs> made her little way to the hay bale, played all over the hay bale, and then got on the other side of the hay bale, and then got a little bit closer, and a little bit closer till she's climbing on the very fence. Guess how long it took before there were, like ants, a whole bunch of children playing on the fence? 
That's just the way it goes, isn't it? That day, when Zacchaeus climbed up into that tree, I suspect he's not the only one. As soon as somebody said, look at that guy up in that tree, he's got a better view than I do. That tree probably got full. The other trees probably got full. Anywhere they could find somewhere to be, they took a cue from a man named Zacchaeus. Now, story doesn't stop there. In fact, it's because of what Zacchaeus has done, and maybe even because others have followed his lead, that makes this next part of the story so amazing. So let me give you the second pair. If the first pair was that Zacchaeus had a desire to see Jesus and Zacchaeus was determined to see Jesus, then what you need to know in the second part of the story is this. Jesus had a desire to save Zacchaeus. And Jesus was determined to save Zacchaeus. Even more than Zacchaeus wanted to know Jesus... Jesus wants to know Zacchaeus. Even more than you want to be saved, even more than you want your friends and your relatives to be saved, Jesus wants it even more. Even more than you want revival in your life and in your family and in your church. Jesus wants revival for this church even more than we do. And in the same way that we gather together and we pray for that, Jesus sits at the right hand of the throne of the Father, always making intercession for us and praying that there will be revival in Britt David Baptist Church, praying that there will be spiritual awakening in this particular community. He's the one who desires it. And He is the one who is determined to see it all the way through. Look, if you will, down to verse number 5 in this story. The first thing that amazes me when I look into verse number 5 is the very first word that Jesus says. He looks up in the tree and he says, Zacchaeus. Now, I don't know if Zacchaeus had been to Florida that week. I don't know if he went to the beach and he got himself a a, a spray-painted t-shirt that said Zacchaeus and, and had a palm tree on it and a beach wave. I don't know if he had a hello my name is or if he had his name tag from his tax office. But I know this. Jesus knows his name. And he knows your name too. The Bible says that he knows everything about you. Isn't it amazing? He knows everything about you and he still loves you. I suspect that if I knew everything about me, I might not love me so much. But he does. He loves you intimately and intensely. And there is nothing, nothing that you can do or the world can do that will stop him from showing you just how much he loves you. God demonstrates his own love toward us. And that while we were still sinners... That Christ died for us. That's the answer to the great big need. Zacchaeus needs it. And Jesus is there to offer it. Jesus says, the Bible says that Jesus came to that place and he looked up 
And he saw Zacchaeus and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today. And I love this. I must stay at your house. Why must he do that? The same reason that he must go through Samaria in John chapter 4. Did Jesus have to go through Samaria to get to where he was going? No. In fact, every Jewish person that would have been around Jesus in John chapter 4 would have suggested to him that they go the alternate route, that they go around Samaria to get to where they were going. Every good Jew would do such a thing. But Jesus said, I must needs go through Samaria. Why? Because he has a divine appointment with a woman at the well. Today, he has a divine appointment with a man up in a tree who needs to be at his house. Today, Jesus may have a divine appointment with you. As he speaks his word directly into your heart, giving you application of what you should do with these very verses, that is his divine appointment. He is meeting with you. His spirit is speaking with you. What are you to do? about that. I would tell you this, if you don't belong to him, you're not sure, then you need to know that what is true about Zacchaeus is true about you. Jesus has a desire to save you. And Jesus is determined to save you. Jesus said, my father has been working until now, and I have been working. He said, I only do those things that I see the Father doing. And I only say those things that the Father has given me to say. Jesus is following the lead of His heavenly Father. As His Spirit speaks to the heart of Zacchaeus and speaks to your heart to draw you to Himself, to draw Zacchaeus to Himself. And we see before this, before this story is over, that Zacchaeus was saved that day. Jesus was determined to do it, and he did it. Pastor Tim wants to invite you to join us tomorrow for the conclusion of his message, A Wee Little Man with a Great Big Problem, from Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Pastor Tim would love to